Um, first of all, it is a legacy of achievement. Um, the achievement that uh, Tutu and his generation obviously uh, actually put on the table is that they were able to remove the apartheid government from power. Um, uh, so that that is a definite uh, achievement. The underpinning that uh, Tutu comes from a group of highly trained uh, intellectuals, university trained intellectual, black intellectuals in South Africa, uh, who mastered the machinations of the British Empire, uh, the apartheid system, and were able to, to bring it down. Um, Tutu was able to navigate uh, the understanding of liberation theology, the understanding of black consciousness, the understanding of the UDF, which is the Chatteris, and the understanding of white South Africans, even white liberals, some of whom were actually racist, including the likes of Alan Payton. So he was able to weave his way around a number of complexities in trying to uh, bring South Africans together for a future non-racial South Africa. Mm-hmm. Bishop Steve Moreo of the Anglican Diocese in Johannesburg says that Tutu's legacy will be his love for all people in his effort to love all people. But what would you say to those who say that he might have alienated some black people? Um, Tutu uh, may have alienated black people, but you must remember that uh, before we go there, that when Tutu ascended as the Archbishop of Cape Town, which is the highest position uh, in the Anglican Church in Southern Africa here, um, many white people left the Anglican Church. Um, so Tutu, you, there's a clear pattern where Tutu actually annoyed and was actually hated by liberals, white liberals, including the outright racists of uh, PW and so on. On the issue of black people, Tutu stood for principle, stood for discipline. There was a tendency of our own people to want to say they are killing informers, they are killing sellouts, and Tutu stood sometimes even physically uh, at the site of, of, of possible murder of a, a so-called Mbimbi and stopped them. Hmm. So there were many potential mistakes that our people wanted to make and Tutu stood against that. Yeah. Following the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there were many black families that also felt that he offered forgiveness to the perpetrators without accountability. Uh, so should, what, should have, what should the TRC have done perhaps differently in your view? Um, there are two things about the TRC. The first one is that um, the person who was chosen, and, 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 and you must remember that for whatever reason, there is a belief that uh, South African is a Christian country. And when you talk about issues of forgiveness and, and, and things like that, you then go to the church, which is why they ended up choosing Tutu in the first place to chair the commission. So Tutu comes there as a pastor and uh, 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 where you can go and confess your sins and be forgiven. Let, let us accept that Tutu is a man of faith, is a man of the spirit, is a man of God. And that... Uh, is his profile, permanent profile, you can't change that. You can't expect anything else from Two, even when so-called forgiveness was given, and, and I, don't, I think we need to be very careful about that, because there were rules for amnesty. There, there are rules, they are there. 
There are rules for amnesty, there are rules for correction or punishment, as some call it, but in South Africa, we call it correction. It's the Department of Correctional Services uh, when you get sent to prison. So there's a process of correction. But where I think people need to be clear is that the ANC government did not want and still does not want today, and, has, and we can say that because it has not happened, to do reparations to the families that were damaged by apartheid uh, and also to make sure that those that needed to be prosecuted and then handed over to the correctional services where that has not been done uh, and it still needs to be done. And Tabombeki has confirmed that that it still needs to be done and it has not been done. And some of the people who need to be sent to prisons are members of the ANC. Talk to us about those fractures between Tutu and the ANC. When did it begin? Because he was a man that was always a thorn in the eye of the apartheid government and came past uh, post-94, he talked truth to power, especially uh, uh, to the ruling party. Um, I think there could have been a build-up process. But when you look at the written record, you see that in 2004, under the Mbeki presidency, there was a direct head-on collision between the president and, and Bishop Tutu. And the basis of the conflict was that Tutu, like Joe Lovo before him, was saying that the ANC is not having a participatory form of government. In other words, the elites of the ANC are doing what they like with state power without involving the masses on the, on the ground. And Mbeki argued that Tutu needs to be informed, to allow himself to be informed by the, by the government as to what it is that they are doing to involve and to consult uh, the public. But let me add to that, that many universities in South Africa, and some people have passed and written and passed doctoral de- degrees on this matter, that the issue of public co- co- participation in South Africa is not happening at all. It's not actually happening, and there are many court decisions that prove that it's not happening, that the public is excluded from the decisions of government. Budgets are being consumed by the elites, et cetera, et cetera, without the involvement mm-hmm. of the general public. So that was the first point of conflict. Yes, Mr. Swana, I we need to cut it a little bit short, but what is the one thing you think that the world should remember Desmond Tutu for? I think Desmond Tutu is one of the people, perhaps even one of the prophets, that has spoken for uh, all of us to recognize that we are all made in the, in the image of God, that there's only one human race, mm. and that racism is totally unnecessary. Thank you. I thank you so much. Independent political analyst Sandile Swana, I need a lot more time to discuss that with him, but that's where we got to leave it for today.